Hey guys, I just want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor. Sponsor for today's episode is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's where this podcast was made, and maybe that'll be where your podcast will be made. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. All right, welcome to the show. Today, we are going to be talking about how understanding your dog's anatomy and physical capabilities are going to help you in training. Let's jump into it. So, when I was working at the Martial Arts and Carl Place, a wonderful place um, for obedience, exercise, advanced conditioning, those kinds of things, I learned a lot about the dog anatomy and how it moves and how we can manipulate it in certain things. So when I was there, a lot of the manipulation we did was in luring and body shifts and moving the dog's weight around to where we could control what aspect the dog was working. So if they were on balance equipment and we needed to particularly target a certain leg, we would shift their weight towards that leg. However, it can also help us when we're trying to teach behaviors. So let's say you were trying to teach your dog to back up. Having a skill about luring and understanding how you can manipulate their hind end can somewhat teach them hind end awareness. Now, luring does have to be phased out over time. However, it does start to build up the muscle and the strength and a little bit of the awareness. Um, it doesn't necessarily build up the proprioception, but it does build the muscles in order to help, especially if the dog is lacking in that area. But it's not necessarily what I wanted to focus about during this talk. What I wanted to talk about is, are you certain of everything that's going on in your dog's body when you're training? Probably not. We, although in our best at heart, well, although in our best interest, we're looking for the safety and well-being of the dog, sometimes we forget certain things. So, how often do we get a routine checkup on our dog? How often are we um, palpating our dog, making sure everything feels normal and is completely fine? How often are we looking for subtle signs in behavior that means something might be off? So is our dog sitting and they used to sit nice and tucked and everything squared away and now they're starting to lean to one side? Is it just lazy? Possibly. Or it got reinforced at some point. Or they're now showing problems with their hips. Or they have an imbalance in muscle for their abductors and adductors. So they're not, they're not strong enough to hold themselves together. We have to look into that. Okay, maybe it's diet that is deteriorating the muscle when we're trying to rebuild the muscle. But also, if you're having your dog do, let's say, uh, sits and downs over and over and over again, and after the 15th sit and down repetition, your dog gives up, is it because you haven't worked up to 15 repetitions in a variable reward schedule, or is your dog in pain? If your dog is in pain, it would be inhumane to continue doing it. Now, this is where negative reinforcement or positive punishment trainers and positive reinforcement trainers kind of go at it, right? So I can say, well, I can see the dog isn't performing the behavior. Let me go through my checklist of things that influence behavior. Is health one of them? Is something going on with my dog that I don't know? Can I give them the benefit of the doubt? Because this is the one time out of 100 times that they aren't doing the behavior. Okay, then I'm going to let them rest, give them a break, maybe try again in a couple minutes, 
If they still aren't performing well, then we'll end for the day. We'll rest. As long as I've determined that it's health-related. Now, a, a positive punishment or negative reinforcement trainer might say, well, the dog is just not wanting to do the behavior. Let me correct them. Let me do whatever. Okay? Because they're not doing the behavior. They're being defiant. If you are training a dog that is motivated by what you have, there is no reason for them to not do the behavior. If they know the behavior, they are certain of the behavior, and they are certain of a possibility for reinforcement, there is no reason for them to not do the behavior. Unless there is some underlying issue. So, if out of a thousand repetitions, they just don't sit on this one repetition. Okay, it might be an outlier. But there's a possibility that there is a health concern involved, which we need to look into. Now, how can this help us during training? It helps us determine whether we should stop training or maybe pause training for a little bit, but how can it actually help us in training? If you understand how your dog moves and manipulates their body, we can better use their natural instincts in order to reinforce them for trying something. So what do I mean by that? If you're trying to get your dog to jump further and you understand the mechanics of how they compress their body, leap with their arms first. They actually bring their hands up first and stretch, then push off with the primary movers in the back legs. Then you have a better understanding of what aspects you need to work on. So if we were going to do conditioning, one, you need to target the back legs in explosive movements. So you might have your dog in a sit and then have them quickly jump up onto something that way creating that explosive movement. Or you might work on them learning how to extend their front paws up as high as they can. If they learn how to extend their front paws as much as they can, then when they go over the jump, it becomes a lot easier. Just naturally, they're going to pick their arms up because there's a, a better range of motion. There's more confidence in that movement, just like people. I used to run track, and a lot of what we did when we worked on hurdles is getting a good long stride. So we'd space out the hurdles further and further so that we had to reach and reach or push harder with the back leg. And it was very easy to see. If we were reaching too far, we were going to slow down. Because when you're running, you're supposed to be pushing. And then that lead foot lands and pulls you forward and then pushes again. So if you are reaching too much, you're too slow. If you're pushing too far, then we need to space out the hurdles. So with dogs, you could put Cavalettis out and have them bounce over the Cavalettis a little bit and then start to space them out and see, okay, is my dog actually stretching forward and extending? Or are they kind of lagging behind? Are they actually hitting the Cavalettis, which is a clear indication you need to adjust your setup. But we need to make sure that you're looking at the whole dog, not just the psychology of it, not just the behavior of it, are you looking at the anatomy of the dog, the physiology of the dog, understanding how their body moves and where it moves? And, you know, if you're working on a very, very particular shaping exercise, well, can your dog's body move that way? If it can't, okay, how can we get close to it? If your dog has never moved in that position before, there's no way they're going to be able to do it now. Something that one of my dog's hawks love doing is he'll sit upright and he'll actually move his paws to the left, and he'll curl down to itch his stomach. 
frankly, I had not seen another dog do that. I would love to see it. If you have videos, please email me or DM me with them. I would love to see those videos, but Hawk has a hysterical movement of doing that, and I've tried to capture it during shaping, and he has done it successfully. I'm trying to get it on cue. But if I don't know he can do that, there's no way I could shape that. I could try. I could certainly get close, but it's not going to be perfect unless I know that he's fully capable muscular-wise of maintaining that upright position, moving his arms to the side, and curving. I mean, it's a lot of core, back strength. He's twisting in an awkward way and holding himself there for an extended period of time. So it is weird. (laughs) I'll put it that way. It is a weird behavior. However, it is something that I know he can do. So when I eventually get it on cue, I'm going to expect him to be able to do. And if he deteriorates that behavior, okay, maybe he's lacking in some strength. Maybe he doesn't have some energy today because I just tired him out, whatever it may be. Get out there, learn about your dog, palpate them, feel them up. Make sure that you know everything about your dog, where it's sensitive, what's going on with them. Get out there, get training. I'll talk to you soon.